0: Alright, I'm here with uh, my boy Joe. We're just going to talk a little bit. i going to start off with some sports. and Who knows? Alright, so i going to start with... Uh, who is the biggest draft bust?
1: I mean, I think you got to start with the question of what you consider a bust. Uh, I mean, is it an over expenditure of money? and not getting a return on investment, is it a player deciding to end a career early? Is that viewed as being a quitter? Does that make you a bust?
0: I think uh, a bust is more classified as someone with a lot of hype coming out of college, high draft pick, a lot of money. And just doesn't produce at the pro level.
1: I mean, I definitely agree with that.
0: So, I think the main one everyone could agree on is Jamarcus Russell. But Joe had asked me earlier about Andrew Luck.
1: Yeah, just because... He was one of those high-rated players coming out of the, the draft. I mean, he produced, but he was never championship-caliber. Championship-caliber. Well, let me take so that back. Could he, Maybe is- he was championship-caliber, but the surrounding. But then...
0: So is it a bust or just a almost a wasted... Um-
1: A waste of talent. Yeah. I think there's two ways. I think you'll get some that. Because ultimately, you look at two players or two people on a team when they're successful it's a quarterback and a head coach. I feel like a lot of the weight rides on the quarterback, so. Did he leave early?
0: How long did he play? Seven years? Eight? I'm not
1: sure. But his position at this point in time is understandable. With the deterioration of your body. You know? Mm -hmm. He was never healthy. I mean, towards the end.
0: But he still... As a quarterback, he produced. I think he couldn't... Live up to his potential because his surrounding pieces, mainly his offensive line, yeah, wouldn't allow him. So, right, yeah, I mean, he, I think definitely had the potential to be one of the greatest, but he just wasn't given that chance fully. So,
1: right. So then, I guess if we're discussing bus, we would have to discuss it in the context that it's a highly rated player. That is provided the surrounding talent that he needs to succeed, but does not succeed because...
0: So then would you consider that that player a bust?
1: Andrew Luck? Yeah. No. Okay. So Not in that context. Because if he was provided protection, he could have been way better.
0: All right. So, what about? Uh, on, do that. Should we measure greatness by championship? I love this one. I love it's this. It's hard
1: not to. It's hard not to.
0: I agree with that, but there are. Great players, some top of the position, Hall of Famers, that never won a championship. So, it's, does not, you know what I'm saying, do they not measure up as well because they never won a championship?
1: I mean, I think the athletes themselves judge themselves that way. I think. When they get behind closed doors, yes, the stats are there. But if you didn't get a ring, it quietly eats at you.
0: Oh, of course. it definitely going to at you.
1: I think it creates the question of, were you really the greatest if you didn't get a championship?
0: I think that also does get defined by sport and position, though, too. Because let's say you're the greatest safety to ever play the game but you never won him. You know what I'm saying?
1: I'd agree with that.
0: As in basketball, a lot of fewer players, you have more control over yeah. a game.
1: Yeah, no, I definitely agree with that. I think it is position-specific in football, at least. Quarterbacks are 100% measured by championships. Oh, absolutely. At the end of the day.
0: Because you see how Dan Marino was... at the top of the list and as these quarterbacks keep coming along and winning championships he's starting to go down the list each little notch
1: statistically he was phenomenal Mm -hmm. but
0: never won a championship
1: exactly I mean he's a hall of famer
0: speaking of okay, without a championship yeah
1: he's, he's got a gold jacket doesn't he disrespectful
0: if he doesn't. Uh, yeah, no, Damarillo, yeah, absolutely. He
1: is? Yeah.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> yeah, two thousand. But I bet you anything he'd trade that jacket for a uh, ring. Okay, agree. what about, how would you feel as a fan when you have great talent, and you're always on the brink of winning that championship, but don't. Do you give up? Obviously, you're not going to give up, but what does that do to you as a fan? Like, okay, let's think about the Buffalo Bills.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Four yeah. Super Bowls in a row, lost all four.
1: Honestly, I think, I think that hurts worse than being a fan of a team that just sucks. Yeah. Because yeah, I agree with that. Five games in, as a Redskins fan, for, I mean, for the, as long as I can remember, well, recently at least, five games into the season, I'm no longer fucking. I have no expectation.
0: You have you have little like uh, one season here and there where you have a a ten and six season. You know what I mean? Like yeah, you make it to the playoffs. You make maybe win one or two, but. There's just teams that don't know how to build a winning team. Like, okay, you take San Francisco, for instance. Look at them. They were a winning team for how long? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then.
1: And they've been close twice recently.
0: And they fell off for a little bit there. They were at the bottom of the league. And they quickly jumped back up. So a team like San Francisco, you know, versus a team like Cleveland, who doesn't know how to build a winning team. Well,. Yeah. They just keep stacking players on, and it's not working.
1: I mean, you do the Washington Redskins because if you have Kyle Shanahan as an offensive coordinator under his father, Mike Shanahan, and can't produce a winning football team, but he can go to San Francisco and immediately produce a winning team. I mean,
0: yeah, I'll, organization. There's a lot suffocates. into it, obviously, yeah. but I still think. I mean, a lot of it involves, too, the owners and the management and yeah. stuff like that. How much they're willing to let the head coach be involved and whatnot.
1: And at the end of the day, I mean, who does the blame rest on when it comes to not winning a championship? Is it Does front office get any consideration?
0: I think if the front office did its job and put the pieces there for the coach to put in, then right. it, it doesn't fall on them. Like, um, like let's we can go back to the Bills again. You know the front office did their job. They got yeah. those contracts took, in there. You know what I'm saying they were there four years in a row and they just couldn't put it over. So all they in that get
1: it that last inch in the game.
0: So in that type of situation, I think it does. It falls to. Ooh, I don't know whether it falls to the players or the game plan with the coach.
1: Well, let's look at how they lost these championships. These were on field goals. At the end of the game, I believe a wide right and possibly a wide left, because they lost, what, four? Three mm-hmm. or four? Four. So maybe it's one. Now is that one player. or Well, I guess it can't be considered one player because you can evaluate the whole game and say, well, if we would have done this here. But.
0: Or is that just like, you know what I'm saying? Let's see, how they? Bad karma, I bad coincidences, think. bad things that happen.
1: Very, very true.
0: Because, I mean, if it's just one play that goes just the other way, you know what I mean? Let's see.
1: I'm googling it now. I'm seeing how close they were. Hmm. An average an average of, well, of thirty five to eighteen, damn they got their ass whooped.
0: Oh shit. See That's got to be on the players, that one. They didn't perform. Yeah. Who was that to?
1: Well, that was the average of their losses. Oh, okay. okay, so here's, and see, I knew it was a close one. The Bills entered a six and a half point favorites. This is 91 Giants Bills Super Bowl. They were a six and a half point favorite. The only one of the Super Bowls, in fact, in which they were favored. In part because the Giants were missing starting quarterback Phil Simms, and because Buffalo Bills no-huddle offense, which led to the NFL scoring, was deemed unstoppable after racking up 44 and 51 points in two AFC playoff victories. what else had gone? I'm trying to see. see. It's not telling me how. Jim Kelly was the quarterback.
0: Yeah, I think Jim Kelly was all four years.
1: Shout out Jim Kelly. Uh he used to have a house in, in uh, Virginia.
0: Yeah. I think
1: it was Manning.
0: Yeah, it was Cheson Manning.
1: Boom. Bills had a chance at victory with Norwood's 47-yard field goal, and he missed it. That was against the Giants.
0: Yeah, they lost 20 to 19. Yep. The next year they lost to the Redskins, 37-24.
1: That's one possession.
0: Dallas whooped up on them the following year, and then Dallas just sealed the deal.
1: So essentially, because how many years, that was three consecutive years, right?
0: Well, that was four. Four years in a row.
1: The same team. There's no way a player on that team gets that close and then leaves. You, you I feel like at that point, you're going to have players that are fine with a pay cut to stay, keep the team together to push for another Super Bowl.
0: Well, after f- the fourth year. Well, that's what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying. So By then, it's like, year oh, it's one and two, we did everything it's we It's the could, same guys.
1: team that just couldn't get it done.
0: Yeah. Well, those first two years, those are the heartbreaking ones.
1: And so then that calls the question Jim Kelly, because he was a great quarterback.
0: He could have been. One of the best. Statistically, if I he, think won, he was... So, yeah, if he would have won all four, he would be one of the, of the greatest. Yep.
1: Yeah, he'd be up there with Terry Bradshaw. Mm-hmm. So, but also...
0: To an extent, it does define your greatness, but...
1: So then, in talking about greatness, you have to consider, I mean, 100% have to consider the immediate effect one player has on the outcome of the entire team. I mean, you even take the Redskins, for example. Uh, when we picked up Alex Smith before he broke his leg. Mm-hmm. We were leading the NSC. We had a winning record. Boom, he breaks his leg and we're hiring quarterbacks that were sitting on the couch and signing the one-year deals. I mean, um. I mean, I think that makes true greats. So you have greatness and then you have... True greats.
0: I mean, that makes sense, though.
1: Dan Marino. He's a great, but he's not. He's great, but he's not one of the greatest. He's there's levels to it. I if guess he there's levels to greatness. Yeah, percent. you're
0: right. Then so yes, championships do define. Now, what about?
1: Because okay, so this is you got to flip the script and talk about defensive players because now championships aren't right. as serious.
0: Right. Well, do you, yeah. So yeah, a lot of there it rides on your position as well.
1: Yeah.
0: But what about? Nah, I'm I'm not gonna get that. That's I'm not gonna get into it. Oh, go ahead. Nah, because I was gonna say I don't, I, don't, I don't try not to bring it up, but get into it. The six and O versus LeBron's three and six, but LeBron went to eight straight finals. It's tough. And if you look at LeBron's teams,
1: honestly, they I weren't think like this...
0: separate the two years.
1: This is probably the only sports to be that I would completely agree with just separating the time periods out of the respect for the game and for both of them. Because
0: I'm cool with that, I'm cool with
1: that. I mean, yes, I still would love to see LeBron get six rings. Because I mean, okay, so what if what
0: if LeBron went six and six in his finals before his career was done? What do you think the narrative on him would be in that Six case? wins, six losses. Because mm-hmm. he's already lost six times. So what if he wins three more? Three goes next three and zero, oh, and wins three more. Finishes six and six. Do you think yeah, that would solidify him and, and, and jump, Jordan.
1: Completely erasing the agreement I just made and saying LeBron's <laughs> the best of all time. I mean, hands down, hands down. Yeah. I mean, and honestly, I guess that's why I say separate the time periods because. It, You cannot say LeBron's not the greatest. Right. But he doesn't have six rings, so it's not fair to compare him to Jordan. And I think that Jordan and LeBron's game were a little bit different. They're completely different. Yeah. I mean, LeBron's way bigger. Oh, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? He's got handles, but he doesn't have Jordan handles.
0: So how about do you think could the best college team, and we'll go each sport. Well, yeah, we can, I mean, top three sports. Could the best college team beat a pro team? No. Not at all. In any sport?
1: Mm, no. If you're taking. Are you saying the best versus the worst? Or are you saying middle of the road versus middle of the road? Or are you saying the best college team versus a decent NFL team?
0: I guess I would have to say the worst and uh, uh, pro team. Because I, mean, I, I, I 100% agree that I do not think that they There's could be a chance. A
1: there's a chance.
0: In which sport? Oh.
1: Basketball for sure. I
0: don't know. But, oh, worst basketball team, yeah.
1: Hockey. College hockey, pro hockey, there's a chance there. Baseball. Baseball. Football, if you're putting uh, average team versus an average team, average college team versus well, average like, pro team, there's no way because the speed of the game intensifies at each level. It, it develops. There's Yeah. And, there's
0: I mean, these change. are the best players from all over. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Exactly.
1: And exactly. They're professional athletes. It was... Picks. It, they were hand-picked from teams.
0: Yeah, and not only that, but you take a team like LSU, who was so dominant this mm-hmm. past year, and you put them up against who? Who gets number one? The Bengals.
1: I still think the Bengals. I mean,
0: and I agree, but no, I agree, but. Even I if think they it's, aren't
1: a great team, their understanding of the game is more developed.
0: There. No, uh, Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And you get a team like LSU who is, yeah. yes, they are so dominant and they are a very good team. But you throw them into, yeah. you know, professionals. Again, professionals. Yeah. These guys, they're more intelligent
1: exactly. at this point. They, they're way, yeah. They're football So they, they can read better than... Yeah.
0: So you're gonna catch a lot of quarterbacks They're off guard. Be quicker, yep. Smarter, a mm, lot more tactical. Yeah. A lot of different technique.
1: Yeah. They know how to shave the inches on the field because they've been there. Because mm-hmm. that's what it, I mean. Football's a game of inches. Shout out, uh, San Louis Rams, Tennessee Titans, Steve McNair, stretch for the end zone.
0: What sport has the best best athletes?
1: now that I mean that depends
0: it's tough right
1: because body control is always considered I think that's probably the most universal measuring tool you can use is body control because body control is what makes you great whether it's football being able to move in the pot I talk about quarterbacks but linebackers too receivers body control being able to make those plays Um, basketball is 100% body control golf is why I bring about body control because you have to be able to take a club and use your entire body and exact motion, hands, everything to be able to yeah strategically place a golf ball. I mean, it's not in- soccer as well. Exactly, making those those shots from way out and
0: running constantly and jumping.
1: And honestly, I think soccer sees ball. a lot of. Upper echelon greatness because you do have individual players that I mean, you look at David Beckham coming to the LA Galaxy and them winning. Well, he got injured early on and was kind of shit in the bed, and then I think they won his last two years. They won a championship. I mean, he changed the entire dynamic of the team. Messi, Ronaldo. I
0: mean, Since we're talking about. Which where would have the best athlete? What about the best duo and come to the best duo? You know I'm talking about? uh, I wanna go back with uh, Belichick and Brady. The
1: best duo? Yeah. But, dude, there's so many greats. Holmgren and Favre.
0: Yeah. But, okay, so let's talk about Belichick and Brady real quick. Yeah. Who's better?
1: I think that they both.
0: I mean, we're about to find out. I don't
1: think they both provide. um, What they—they're both the strength of of each other's weakness. Who
0: deserves more credit for the Patriots dynasty?
1: I think that they both deserve it equally because Belichick was the mastermind behind the scenes. Like he—he. Developed the system. Brady bought into it, but then Brady was the one that delivered it to the team.
0: That was Brady's team.
1: Too. Yeah, Brady was the one that delivered it to the team. You have, I mean, I mean, you look at now. Bucks players are already taking pay cuts to have. I know, the People, like people's agents sort of were reaching
0: out to the Bucks saying they want to come. You know, the Bucks so and stuff.
1: when it comes to Belichick and Brady, I think that they will forever be. I would say and we'll never be able to know but well it back as we'll be in heaven I would say for the next 200 years you will never see this kind of duo. of duo I mean it's one of the ones that will be solidified in time
0: yeah who do you think will have a better career from this point until Brady retires
1: Belichick or Brady?
0: mhm so within the next three years who's going to have a better career over the next three years?
1: If I were Belichick, I would, out of respect for, is it Bob Foster? Not Bob Foster. The owner of the Patriots. Why can't I think of his name? Um, just run a blank. I got his face, his jerk-off story.
0: Uh... Robert Kraft, Jesus, (laughs) Bob
1: Foster. So Bob, I knew that though. It's just out of respect for him, I stay this year, and then I retire because he, he. You think Belichick should retire? He won. He won with the Giants. He got a ring with the Giants underneath. um, What's his name?
0: Don't do this to me again.
1: The old Cowboys coach. I
0: know. White hair. Parcells.
1: Bill Parcells. Yeah. Yeah, I retire.
0: I don't think it's a bad idea for him to retire.
1: Now let's see. Here's a good, a good question. If Jameis Winston can find humbleness and really look at who he has in his locker room, think about. I mean, if you humble yourself, you can learn. I mean, he can learn to how. To become and what it takes to be that caliber of an athlete in that position. I
0: think I think he has greatness in him. He's just reckless right now. He's still young.
1: Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. I think he he,
0: needs a good uh, quarterback coach. Right. So so
1: he's young.
0: Honestly, and so he could easily
1: get get upset about losing his starting position. So it could go one of two ways. But if he can humble himself in this moment and take full advantage of having Tom Brady to learn from. Literally, you should shadow everything he does. Oh, yeah. Just...
0: I mean, if I was him, I'd either, yeah, I'd stay at the Bucs and back up Tom Brady yes. for the next three years and learn, I mean, like you said, is, or I would try to get on New England that is and learn from Tom Brady, uh, Bill Belichick, because he has a lot of talent. I'm telling you, that kid is, is good. He's special, but he's just reckless right now. If right. He gets a good quarterback coach. Dude, I'm telling you, that kid, he could do something
1: special. I just, but you can't you can't teach the work ethic unless no, but unless you, you unless you shadow it. I think that's the only way. If you can get them to buy in, right? I guess you're right. Yeah, but can you? Because can he humble himself? You have to hum- even the buy into Belichick's program. You have to humble yourself because you have to realize. Let, it. I mean, that's a question only if he this can is answer. the system. You're either with it or you aren't. I will say this. Belichick, maybe he's, a, he's just a fucking genius because he sees greatness in players that people see average. I mean, if you even think about Garoppolo. What was he drafted?
0: He was from Arizona State.
1: What was he drafted?
0: Um, I know
1: damn well he was passed over a couple of times. So what what late first, early second?
0: Googling it. Probably. Garoppolo. Uh,
1: Garoppolo. I
0: don't know how you know how to spell that one in the try.
1: Because.
0: What's... Let's see. I think it was like first round. Dude, second round. Second 62. round. 62.
1: And was he drafted by the... Yeah, he yeah, drafted by the Patriots. Patriots. Mm-hmm. Sixth... Or second round. I mean, he was passed over several times. That's Twice crazy. by some teams.
0: Yeah, that's crazy.
1: Belichick picks him up. And now he is, I mean... Yes, they lost, but he produced a phenomenal season. But he was passed over by how many teams? Same thing with Brady. So I say, when it comes to talking about credit, I'm
0: I mean, he knows how to it. find talent for sure, yeah. and he knows how to bring so it out, out of his players. He has to be
1: credited. So he built them fucking he built the machine, and he told he, Brady Tom Brady to operated. So I guess they they both deserve the credit, and they're equal, right?
0: Alright, we're gonna end there for now, but we'll be back.